Welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, payroll processing, CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. That's a lot of things that they do. And one of the guys that works there and does a great job and is a host of today's show is David Wilkins, or as I like to call him lately, the professor. Good morning, David. Good morning, Mike. And how are we doing this morning? Doing very well. And looking forward to our show today, we're going to be talking about problem-solving techniques to help you manage your business. So, so you're telling me that businesses actually have problems? Well, Mike, have you ever had a problem or a challenge, as some people like to I like refer to use the word challenge. Yes. And you're going to help us with some techniques to help solve those problems or challenges. Well, yeah. And because here's the thing, for most small businesses, you know, they get involved, you know, the reality is all businesses have problems. Uh, You just look at Facebook these days, you know, they have, they have, no, that's not a challenge. They have a problem and it seems to be getting worse uh, as, as the days go on. But the reality is everybody, every business, whether large or small faces faces problems and, and encounters them on a day-to-day basis. Inevitable. Inevitable. Yep. Now, the question is, how do you deal with those? Because you know, the, bigger, the bigger businesses, they have, a, they have a structured process in place. You know, they have some sort of crisis management program ready to go in, in, for the most part when problems occur. The reality is most small businesses don't. And in many cases, most small businesses really have never spent the time to really figure out that there is actually a structured approach, a repeatable process, if you will, <clears throat> that can be used to address problem solving and and change it <clears throat> into a situation that may not be so much of a problem, but could be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> and that's what's important is, is really understanding that, that there is a way to do it. And there's a way to do it. There's a right way to do it. And there's a not so right way to do it. I'm not going to say wrong, but it's, a, a, you know, efficiency is important because as we all know, time is money. And the more mon- time you spend on solving problems, uh, the less time you have in making money. So let's figure out how we can solve our problems and challenges quicker and make more money at the same time. The reality is there's, a, you know, there's a lot of, lot of science that has gone and study has gone into uh, problem solving. And there's a, there's a, there's just probably as many techniques that have been set, uh, identified for pro- solving problems as there are problems in the world. But the reality is some of them work much better than others. Some of them are a lot more easy, easily um, implemented than others. And some will have better results than others. It's all a question of figuring out what those are. And that's what I'm going to help you try to sort out today. All right. Looking forward to it. Fire away, Professor. Okay, good. So let's, uh, let's start talking about that. The fact that, you know, the reality is, you know, issues occur, as we talked about. And, you know, you need to have, a, you need to have that structured approach. Now, the, one of the things you always have to start figuring out, uh, one of the first steps in a process. And let me ask you uh, again. Falling back into my uh, teaching mode here, you know, what's the difference between an urgent problem and an important problem? Oh, wow. An urgent problem and an important problem. 
wouldn't they be one and the same? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because you can actually have something that appears, you know, comes across as being very urgent. But in reality, it's not important to the business. Right. And you can have something that's very important to the business, but not necessarily that urgent. It's all a matter of balancing out the time and the money aspect of it in terms of how you how you prioritize. So that's one of the things that you have to, we we, uh, we talk about early on. So, is, so not all problems are the same. Not all problems are the same, and that's important to to start realizing at the beginning, so that you can figure out where to really focus your time. Because a lot of times, business will focus on something that's urgent, because it that that's just the impression I've got to deal with this now. Um, in reality, that urgent problem may not be as important to the business and may not have the solving that problem may not be as beneficial to that business as solving a bit, another problem that may be less urgent, but more, more important. more important. You know, if you've got a, if you've got somebody who's sitting on the phone right now and, and is complaining about poor, poor quality in the, in the, in the phone line, you know, that's one thing. But if you've got somebody who, you know, you've got a machine that is on the verge of failure, that is, uh, you know, Without responsible that. responsible for 50% of your revenue, Right. that is more important. So which one are you going to focus on? You know, that's, that's the key. And that's, that's all part of this process that we'll talk about. So that's, that's why it's important to, to under, to get that, to understand the difference between urgent and important up front, because we'll talk more about that as we go along. But let's, let's talk about the fact that, the, that there are, there are a lot of issues that you come up with in terms of even getting to a point where you can be effective in solving problems. And obviously the urgency and uh, importance issue is one of them, but you're, you're always going to have com- conflicting objectives. You know, you can have the issues of money. How do you, are you making money? Are you, are you spending your time making the money versus spending the time uh, getting that late project out? You know, the client's demanding it. Um, you know, it may, that may, again, it may be how to balance those out. Um, you've got the, obviously always got the pressure of time. Because you don't necessarily have all the time in the world to solve problems when you're still got to get the got to get the work done, and most of the time when a, when problems occur, that's when whatever processes you have in place do break down. You know, as people start getting you know, everybody goes into panic mode, and there is always you know you start getting into that firefighter mode where there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people are all throwing out their ideas all simultaneously. And it becomes very difficult to really get a good handle on what is it, what, you know, what, what's, what's the real issue here. So getting, recognizing those are all in place. Now you still have, we still have to get to, get to, get to that point of solving the problem and putting in a, and doing that in a structured way. And the structured approach helps you deal with some of these constraints. But there's, there are three key concepts to remember when you're going into solving a problem and that you, can, you should approach every problem as a positive business opportunity. And what does that mean? It means that at worst, it's a learning opportunity for you and your staff that can lead to, to, to improving how you do business, which could lead to better, 
better customer service, better product quality, service quality, whatever it happens to be. And on the flip side, it, it could be a great scenario because it may identify for you a new business opportunity, a new revenue stream that uh, whether it's a new product, a new service, something that could actually help generate more revenue for you. So, you know, don't always look at problems as, as a negative thing, you know, back to the, you know, the, you know, challenge versus problem, you know, look at them as an opportunity, take it even one step further, you know, because in, in the long run, if you're solving it, you're going to help yourself and you probably help your clients as well, customers as well. You're learning. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've learned more about myself and my business when there have been problems as opposed to when things are just going smoothly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Sounds crazy, but it's true. Well, it is. And actually, I, I start when I do training classes and all that, I always start them out with a, with a statement that says, beware the false sense of security that comes from guessing right. And they have to stop and think about that for a minute. But you're right. You know, you learn a lot more from mistakes. Yep. The, the, second, the second key concept is to step, step back, collect the facts without emotion. Most time, as soon as a problem occurs, the emotions just get out of control. And that's when you really never get to effective problem solving. You're, you're in firefighting mode. You're panicking. People are getting upset. Um, people are getting offended. And, and, you know, things are said that shouldn't be said. And, you know, things don't go very well. And then things snowball and, and a, a little problem becomes a big problem. And now. That's exactly right. And that's, that's exactly the issue. So you want to, you want to, you know, is the old uh, dragnet show, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> and, and stay out of the emotions and make sure that you're, you know, don't try and solve the problem yourself. Get help. Maybe, maybe it's staff, maybe it's a friend that knows the business or, or, a, you know, a colleague in a separate business, you know, you need to get as many minds looking at this as possible to, to help sort it out because typically uh, one person by himself is not necessarily going to figure this out. So that's putting your ego to the side and realizing that you can't fix everything by yourself. Right. Right. Sometimes you need to seek some help. Sometimes you should, should, and that's, and actually this probably sometimes should be most of the time because you're, you're, as again, goes back to that learning process. Now there are a lot of different uh, techniques that we talked about. Uh, And there's some that, uh, there's one that's called the Pareto uh, technique, which we're not even going to get into that. Yeah, well, that's exactly, exactly. But you know, it's, it's essentially a process that says, okay, 80% of the problems are caused, uh, have, are caused by 20% of the, you know, you know, can be narrowed down to 20% of the issues in a root cause in this, in that sense, there's sensitivity analysis, there's risk analysis, there's brainstorming. You know, these are all techniques that basically take a, take something and, and analyze it from the perspective. What do we do? Where are we? What's it, what's it going to cost? What's the potential impact on the business and so on and so forth. There are a lot, a lot of you know, a lot of different, let's just say, techniques and, and concepts that go into trying to sort, sort this out. Uh, and a lot of times they, they bring them together, like risk, risk analysis and brainstorming, you know, sitting down and just kind of throwing out a whole bunch of ideas and saying, well, what if this, what if this, well, what's the impact going to be on the business if I do this? Or what's the impact going to be on the customer if I do this? You know, you know, that, that kind of stuff. There is, however, and, and I'm sure you've probably heard of it someplace along the line. Most of the, most of the uh, and I think many of our, uh, our 
our audience has heard of it as well. It's a concept that's been out for a number of years called Six Sigma. And Six Sigma is, was actually developed a number of years ago, if, largely for manufacturing. And it's a, it's a quality control process. But the whole idea is you want to get with Six Sigma, your goal is to get your, your uh, and Six Sigma, again, is, is a mathematical term, uh, but it's getting it down to where the defects are, are at like 0.000001% or something like that, you know, a, 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 an infinitesimally small number. So that's the, you know, that's the whole concept. You can actually take that concept of, of Six Sigma, the process called DMAIC, uh, another acronym, D-M-A-I-C, which stands for Define, Measure, Analyze, Improve, and Control. But you can apply that basic concept to just about any problem solving. It doesn't, it's not limited to strictly a, a manufacturing quality control process at all. And I'm going to take that, and that's what we'll talk about going through. We'll take go through the steps uh, of those. Now, the first step is to define the problem. Now, here's the real key. Another one that's a challenge is how do you know you're identifying the root cause versus a symptom? Because a lot of times what you're really seeing that is the manifestation of the problem are symptoms not necessarily the root cause. It's kind of like when I talk to my son and he's feeling sick and he gets a steroid shot. All of a sudden he feels great. He just doesn't realize he hasn't fixed the symptoms. He's still sick and needs to take the medicine to get better. He just feels good for that moment. But we, we've kind of masked the problem. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Having had a number of those uh, steroid shots. Right. Uh, with You with put my a Band-Aid on something, but yeah. that, that hasn't fixed the root yeah, of the problem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. When you, once I realized all there is is besides the cortisone in there, there is a, a, a local anesthetic that says, no wonder I felt good right, right. away. Yeah. But you're not fixing the problem. <laughs> it's just, it's just a temporary relief. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So that's why, that's why it's, it's important not only to understand if, if something's important versus urgent, but it's understanding, is this a symptom or is this really the root cause? Of, of, the, of, the, of the issue or the problem. And there are different ways to go about to understanding and figuring out whether or not we're dealing with a root cause versus a symptom. First of all, you always want to go with the questions, the, the who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, that approach. Because the first thing you could always say is, what happened? Somebody's going to say whatever happened, happened. Or you may experience it. You know, client calls you on the phone. Customer calls you on the phone. I got, you know, product didn't work. Okay. That sounds like a problem. Now, but if you deal with that right away or, or you basically say, well, I'll just send you a new one. You know, that you may have all you're doing is you may just be treating a symptom. You know, you may not actually understand what the root cause is. That's why there's a, there's a real simple technique and it's called the five whys. Prompt here. So why five whys? <laughs> I thought there was only one why. <laughs> no, there's five whys. Because there's the what, the why, the when, the no, where, the who, no, and the how. No, no, this and now is, you're saying there's five whys. But there's five whys besides the who, what, when, where, and why. Then you can take the whys and you now drill that down into five. Now, five is, is, is kind of an, it, it is, I won't say it's arbitrary, 
but but the technique is typically if if you if you've asked the why five times, then you will most likely you've gotten it to the point you've drilled down as you will or peeled back the onion far enough to where you've gotten to the to the root cause and a good example of that is is it would go something like this that you've got a dissatisfied customer why is the customer satisfied dissatisfied that's why number one that's why number one well because we were late on on three of their last five shipments Wait a minute. We were late three of the last five. We were late. Okay. Three. Why number two? Why were we late on three of the five? That's right. Because we had a production backlog and the products were not ready to be shipped. I'm getting it now. So yeah. why did we have this backlog? We had this because the equipment malfunctioned. All right. Fourth why? Why did the equipment malfunction? Yeah. You are catching yes, on. You are catching on because the scheduled representative or preventive maintenance wasn't done on time. All right, I'll give. Here's the fifth why. Why was it not done on time? Because the maintenance technician was on vacation. So you've got to the root of the problem. The, the problem why this customer was dissatisfied, you drilled it down. It all goes back to a technician that was on vacation. Exactly. That there so was maybe you've got to fix the schedule so technicians are always on call or on duty. So this problem doesn't happen again. You got an A plus. All right. All right. All right. You, you got it. So there, there in lies. So it's not just if, if he's dissatisfied, you know, it's not just getting the next shipment off on time. It's fixing the problem. So you don't have late shipments again, but you kind of had to go down, as you say, four or five layers to find out why it was late in the first place. That's exactly right. Because for most businesses, what they end up doing is they'll stop at that first why, or maybe the second why. And what ends up happening is that the problem keeps recurring over and over and over again, and they never really get to that root cause. So by drilling down, like we just did in this example, you start getting, you'll get to that point where you understand what is the root cause. If you fix that root cause, that problem is generally going to go away and you won't have it again. So that's why, that's why the five whys work. I got, but, but there, and, and, and it could go on. You could even have a sixth oh, Y or a seventh Y, or you, you may get to the root in the third Y. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I say, yeah, that's why I said the five is somewhat arbitrary, but for the most part, you, you know, if, if you're, you know, it's not so much five is the five is not the magic number. It's just make sure that you keep going down to a point that after that, the next question was, why was the maintenance technician on vacation? Well, because that, that that's not a problem. I mean, that's just something. Right. Something's so you kind of know that's kind of your last why. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't work people 24 seven, no. 12 months a year. No, no, exactly. That's right. That's right. So now that we've got, got down to the root cause, now we got to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the business scope or the impact of this problem on the business? And then that's where, again, it comes back to important versus, versus urgent. Um, you know, if you're dealing with a situation where a customer is dissatisfied, many customers are dissatisfied. Obviously, this becomes a this is be becoming not only an urgent problem, but an important problem to solve because now now there's a potential revenue loss that you're dealing with. But you got to have you have to understand, again, the scope of the problem in terms of its impact on the business, because. 
typically you don't end up dealing with or have the luxury of having only one problem occur at a time. There's generally more than one problem that, that's floating around in the business uh, simultaneously. And this, now it's a matter of figuring out, okay, what's the, what's the best way? What's, which one do I need to focus on first? Now, as part of that, then you need to, once you've figured out that in, and figured out, okay, how, how big is this? Now we got to start collecting the data figuring out okay what's what are the what's what's going on here and again that's part of the part of the why you go into that why you collect that data and maybe some of the data is is subjective and some of it may be more uh, more objective in the sense that it's you know statistics that you can actually can actually track versus uh, opinion or feeling or whatever it happens to be it's a matter of collecting the data so that you've got, you're never going to have perfect information. You never have that. Now it's a matter of just taking it and saying, okay, what do I got? What can we do with it? And where, where do we go from here? Now, once we have collected the data, now, it's in, now we're to the point where we can start looking at improving the process because we understand what the root cause is. We've got the, the data to support the definition of what that root cause is. Now we're to the point where we can start identifying solutions. And there's typically not necessarily one solution, one right solution for every problem. There, you know, in, in many, many cases, there may be more than one solution. And that's important that, that as you're going through the processes, and is, is, this is where the kind of the, the brainstorming may come into play is identifying all the various options that are out there and what you'd want to do, again, going back to one of those key concepts, you don't want to let your emotions get involved, you know, get involved here, you know, treat each, each alternative objectively any, and, and avoid the emotions and, and don't judge that's, you know, each solution as you're coming up with it, you know, as, as you're maybe in a meeting and, uh, you know, you might come up with one, Trey may come up with another one. You know, if I'm the boss, I'm not going to say, oh, no, Trey, forget that. That's lousy. You know, you look at all, listen to all of them and then collectively start looking and analyzing each one to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the, 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 the cost benefit analysis, if you will. Uh, you know, what's, what's the pros and cons of each of these compared to each other and how effective do you see each one coming to, to help resolve the problem? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Good. Don't, don't think you know all the answers. No. I mean, accept the feedback and accept other potential solutions. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we might've mentioned it earlier, you know, keep ego out of it. That it, it keep ego out of it. And if we go back to one of the earlier shows where we talked about in, you know, encouraging, you know, don't, 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 don't get into the blame game and encouraging your staff to take risks in the sense of throwing out ideas that, you know, they may not work, but they're not going to be criticized or punished or, or disparaged in any way for coming up with those. You know, you, 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 you compliment them for, the, for their creativity. You know, a solution may not work for this, but it may work for something else. 
And of course, we, we, as we talked about the 3M uh, post-it notes, you know, is, is a classic example. Once you've got that, uh, you've, once you've identified the problem or once you've identified the, the, the solution you want to go forward with, then you need to make sure you assign it to, to whoever's going to deal with it. The, assign ownership to the solution of it, which may be you, maybe one of your staff members and, and, and make sure that they follow through. You know, give them give them a specific set of instructions as to what to do, how to do it. Make sure they understand what's what's the expectations, and follow through with it. And then finally, what's very important in the process is to manage, monitor, and control the improvement, the process improvement that comes along with it. Because what you want to do is you want to just make sure is that solution really working? Is it addressing the risks or the, well, the, the risks as, is it ad- addressing the root cause? And if it's re- addressing that root cause, the problem has been solved. Again, the monitoring is to make sure that it's not coming, creeping back in some other way, shape or form. But what you've done here with this process, this, this, this five-step process, is it's, it's a repeatable process. You can do this for virtually any problem you have in your organization. And that's where, when you get into it, you start practicing this, it becomes pretty much automatic. And that's where the successful businesses are. They can deal with these quickly and efficiently and move on and, and learn from them in the bottom line they'll save time and make more money. So there's just a really a couple of quick, uh, quick points to, to, to just kind of reinforce on that is that, uh, is you don't delay in dealing with, with problems. I think we've seen, we've seen classic examples of that in, in, with the large businesses, you know, so small businesses, you know, are, are more, much more susceptible to it. It's easy to kind of want to bury your head in the sand or ignore that, that phone call that from somebody who keeps calling in is it with an issue that, you know, just kind of, uh, I know that number. I'm not going to answer this one this time. Because uh, the problem's not going to magically disappear. The problems don't go away. You know, the sooner you deal with it and deal with it honestly, acknowledge the fact that there is a situation, let you know, give that whoever's, who's ever identified the problem, give them the satisfaction of that. Yeah, yes, you acknowledge that there is a problem. We are going to deal with it and we'll get back to you with a solution. That generally is, mitigates and significantly lessens the impact that that, that has because now that now you've, you've acknowledged them and that's mostly what they're looking for. It's just acknowledgement it says, hey, at least they acknowledge I got, a, you, you know, there's a problem here and they're going to try and fix it. Where they fix it to their satisfaction 100, eh, percent that's an, that's always going to be a, a, another story. But if you acknowledge it and just not say, "Oh, you screwed up," it's all your fault. You know, you're a lousy customer. Uh, you know, that's you know, that's that's not going to that doesn't solve the problem. It it just manifests other problems. And it's make sure again, just to reinforce it. Don't put any blame. Don't lay any blame on anybody in it because that, that's only going to make everybody defensive and it doesn't, doesn't solve anything. And finally, it's, it's all about making sure that you track progress and, tr- and always are looking to try and improve your processes because if by improving those processes, you can get to a point where you are more efficient and you may in fact find out ways 
can make more money in the same time. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. So problem solving techniques, and you gave us a couple of methods and, and ways to do things that when there are those problems or challenges, um, the big thing I came away with, of course, was, was the five whys. Yeah. You know, drilling, you know, I never really thought about that, but to, to you know, get to, you know, don't, don't just cover up the, uh, the symptom, but, you know, address the problem itself. Exactly. Exactly. That's good stuff. Good. As usual. Well, I'm happy to be able to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, David, thank you very much. Again, we've been talking about problem-solving techniques to help you manage your business. And if, if you do this, the problems are never going to go away. As you said at the top of the show, you're always going to have problems or challenges. Right. But really what I think defines success is how do you handle those problems or challenges? It, that's exactly right. How you, how you handle them, how you solve them, and move on you know, to the next one. Great stuff. This is the good stuff you get from Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. We appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you, David. And of course, thanks to uh, Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. This has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. If people want to find out more, talk to you, where can they get more information? They can reach us at, uh, again, Sterling Rose Consulting. So the email is uh, info at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Our website is www.sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. And the phone number is 678 678- Nine nine six one three one two, and a reminder: you can listen to the show every Wednesday, no, every Thursday, Thursday. at eleven thirty. And if you want to re-listen to any of the previous episodes, just go to businessradiox.com and go to the Gwinnett Studio. You'll see the Sterling Rose uh, logo. Click on that for Strategic Insights Radio, and you can see all the shows from like years of shows with great information. Yep. Uh, right there. Also, all the shows are available on iTunes. So, David, I'll see you next time. Looking forward to it. For David and our producer, Trey, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time here on Strategic Insights Radio. Mm-hmm.